Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Enjoying a beautiful dusk here in Los Angeles uh, in an unseasonable summer, summer-like weather, I would say. Great. I agree with you. Agreed. Thanks, Jordan. On all points. <laughs> Well, that's been Jordan Jesse Go. I've been your host, <laughs> Jesse Thorne, America's Radio. Of course, thank you to our guest Andy Wood for a being to be here. here. Thank you, Andy. It has been absolute joy to get to talk to you. Uh, let's just do plugs and then we're out. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys validate? We do not. Oh, okay. Why? Why would we do such a thing, Andy? Um, you can stop at the bottom and buy an orange Julius if you want. Oh, can though. I? Okay. Oh, God. The American Cement Building has an Orange Julius. If there was an Orange Julius in this building, mm-hmm. how many Orange Juliuses would you drink in a given week? Yeah, I guess you're here once a week. So, so once a week. I mean, I would one. probably swing by just when I was driving by. You know, here's been my experience with the Orange Julius. The Orange Julius was a favorite of mine uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to take a trip to the mall and get an Orange Julius. Um, maybe a hot dog on a stick. I don't know. Uh, maybe an Auntie Anne's. Pretzel? Maybe uh, a Wetzel's pretzel? I don't, I don't think, know which kind of pretzel you like. I don't know when Wetzel's came into prominence. I don't remember Wetzel's as being a part of my childhood mall experience. Okay. Can I interject something you about may. Wetzel's pretzels? Mm-hmm. In Union Station in Los Angeles, which is where I change trains when I take the subway to work, mm-hmm. which I often do, there's a Wetzel's pretzels. And it's an open-air construction, so it makes the entire area of the train station smell like pretzels. And they often have people foisting pretzels upon you. And it's a fucking nightmare. Which is like a pretzel barker? Yeah, like a a pretzel girl. Yeah. Not like like a Coney Island Al Lewis, Grandpa Al Lewis style (laughs) barker. (laughs) Right. Not like, hey, pretzels here. (laughs) It's not that. It's not that type of situation. Twist your carbs and get them twisty. <laughs> Twist them up and choke them down. <laughs> Nacho cheese, mustard. You can dip them in whatever. <laughs> um, so this is like a. I mean, this is like a you know 1950s underground casino cigarette girl. Yes, okay. exactly. With a basket of pretzels and one of those clamps. You know what I'm talking about for picking stuff up. Mm-hmm. For a picking tong. up little a tong. Okay. There you go. A tong. And it's a nightmare because... Where do you get the dipping sauces? You, well, we're talking generally about uh, unique flavored pretzels. Okay. So like a cinnamon pretzel, Which is why pretzel. the overpowering scent is happening because it's not a traditional pretzel. Those wouldn't have any scent at all, but it's Correct. the things they cover them in that are... Well, the traditional pretzels also have a significant scent. It's like a pretzelier bread baking scent. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? A slightly maltier... A maltier... It's not quite as overpowering as the the subway bread stench, which that is that kind of well, it's oppressive, not sickly. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a sickly sweet subway bread. That special bread they brag about at Subway—that's basically just angel food cake, right? <laughs> Asiago angel food. I feel like the—it's been a while since I've had a Subway sandwich, but I always feel like that Subway smell that they pipe out is so entirely different than what you're eating. I feel like that smell is just some sort of smell cartridge that it's, they put into their oh. air conditioning and that has no relation to what the food is. It's significantly less. And I don't enjoy that smell. I'm just but Somebody must. This, yeah, I know, I think so. The smell is definitely less slimy mm-hmm. than the food. Yeah. Oh, Subway's the worst. <laughs> and when it first started, I remember thinking, "Oh, this is good for you." Like my brothers and I would look forward to going to the Subway in my hometown of Ann Arbor. 
when there was only one in town. Right, guys, let's do something nice for our bodies. We're gonna take care of ourselves. We've been, we've we're been gonna going get a, a BMT. <laughs> what is the M- What is this? What does BMT even stand for? Meats, hey, various meats. meats. Yeah. Ann Arbor, Michigan, is known as the home of one of America's most famous delicatessens, Zingerman's, where you could order an actual sandwich that would actually taste good. But I'm talking 15 years old. I don't even have a car. I, I'm, I'm subject to the whims of my brother who has a license, and he wants to go to Subway after we finish our lawn mowing jobs. I don't mean to be rude, but your brother sounds like an asshole. <laughs> he also forced me to watch Saved by the Bell, which I was not on board with. <laughs> you had an older brother when you were 15 that made you watch Saved by the Bell? How old maybe, is he? Maybe these, <laughs> 23. Maybe these years might be off, but yeah. at some point I do remember having no choice in yeah. what was on the television, and I'm subject to what's there, and that's why I've seen a lot of Saved by the Bell. Not because I loved it. But Andy, it sounds like basically you were molested. I I mean, not not visually, emotionally, televisually, gastrointestinally. Yes. Okay. Uh, So let's get back to Orange Julius. Oh, so so yeah. So and I guess uh, I guess the Orange Julius is not as common as it once was. Uh, Maybe it's been replaced by Jamba juices Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, etc. The like. Speaking of healthy fast food, right? Exactly. Speaking of doing something nice for yourself, get a boost in there. Right, throw throw a, just just eat a thirty two ounce styrofoam cup of sorbet with a little spoonful of vitamin C powder. Some bee, which some does bee nothing. Pollen. Right, right, a little bee pollen. Cancel out the twelve thousand calories. Uh, yeah, so I'll try and get the fem boost. Yeah, right. So you can grow those breasts you've been wanting. <laughs> sure. How many fem boosts do you think you would need to grow a nice a nice C? Like C, like not like something, not like in your face big. Yeah, but something significant. Yeah. Right, uh, I think so. I can, yeah. So I can look at <laughs> but they all have to be in one orange dream dream machine. Right? <laughs> is that an actual dream? I think that's one that of them. That's the, actually the orange dream machine is the Jamba Juice answer to the orange Julius. I think it is supposed to simulate oh, okay. the citrusy thing of the orange Julius. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, Orange Julius. Uh, I guess since I've moved to LA, there's I guess there's only one Julius that I know of. It's in a it's in a mall super down in in Culver City. Uh, I think Chris Rock would refer to it as the mall the white people used to go to. Uh huh. Um, sure. And every once in a while, I would get one and kind of be excited about it, like, oh man, this is going to be a treat, Orange Julius, Orange just Julius. like the good old days. And it just I can't finish them. They just taste like like. Like cough medicine ice to me. Yeah. Do you find women mm-hmm. in hot dog on a stick outfits mm-hmm. erotic? Uh, did in high school, definitely. Definitely did in high school. Uh, you know. There's something – I don't know what that – what the appeal of that is. Mm-hmm. But it's undeniably appealing. Do you find the law? Have you ever been to uh, Lowry Lowry's, the uh, prime rib? Do I find a woman with a handful of seasoned salt uh, erotic? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can put that but on I, anything. I think it just, just has because to do of how with... versatile it is. I like to put it downtown and just go at it. Sure. The specificity of uniforms. I think when what, somebody's I, forced what... to wear something that's so anachronistic and over the top, it maybe it just cancels out everything except for. The essentials, just like their face, so it brings that into stark relief. And I, I, I'm not. I'm trying to come up with a theory of why someone would be hotter no, no, in a strange, it's, it's, in a strange yeah, uniform. It's hard to say. But um, the but the hot dog on a stick one specifically. Yeah, it has to do something with its gleefulness, right? 
Combined with the debasement involved. Okay, see, that's what I'm going for. Yeah, they don't want to be in this crazy. Combined with, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, like a, a McDonald's employee has to wear a uniform. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. So why you am I? You don't like a nice visor? <laughs> no, I don't. I, visor does nothing for me. <laughs> Is it the plungers, the way they work the plungers? I mean, that's phallic. Yeah, when they make the lemonade, they have to kind of jerk off this giant phallus in order to <laughs> yeah. make a sweet like a lemonade monstrous. like a monster phallus. I mean, I think I think what that outfit does is something similar to what the Hooters outfit does. Uh and it it just kind of implies that they're fun. Yeah. Like it's like I'm I'm look, I don't care about this outfit. I'm fun. I know how to have a good time. Right. I'm not going to mope through something. I'm I'll go see whatever movie you want to. Yeah, I'm easy. Uh, yeah, come on. That's fine. What do you want to You know what? We can just stay in. I feel like the girl in the hot dog on a stick outfit, she can go out. She can stay in. Whatever. She's not going to be she pr- uh, If she's wearing the hot dog on a stick outfit, she probably prefers to stay in. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it I think it 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 implies a kind of, you know, a, a kind of a spirit that is that is appealing, you know. They look fun, I guess is is uh it's would a be free, my it's a free-spirited person that takes sure. that job that doesn't mind the the silliness. Like every day they have to be silly. They have to like, they they know what they're putting on mm-hmm. is objectively silly to the rest of the world. Now, I think we can all agree the most bonable food court employee is the Sabaro employee. <laughs> Because of the access to unlimited garlic knots? Yes, you exactly. Once you... <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a license plate on the way here mm-hmm. that said N-U space T-T-H. I think that means new teeth. <laughs> sounds... So what I'm wondering is, is that a... Is that a present someone got for themselves after they got dentures? (laughs) (laughs) Or implants? Like someone finally got the implants they always wanted? Maybe they just like had a lot of luck at Chuck E. Cheese and got enough tickets to buy plastic Dracula fangs. (laughs) (laughs) I know people are really comfortable talking about the fact that they got veneers here in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles, but getting a license plate to commemorate it seems excessive. (laughs) For a car that costs four times what your teeth cost. Or maybe – I don't even know what teeth cost. I have no idea what the cost for new – whatever new teeth means. Whether yeah. it's implants or dentures, I have no idea what the cost structure for that is. I'm just running through – I'm just running through my notes here. Mm-hmm. Here for things I wanted to talk about on Jordan, Jesse, go. Yeah, what else you got? Well, I had that new teeth. Okay. Oh, on the – while you run through that, I have something quick that I think is maybe not there, a whole – Was there an umlaut over the U? Is this a new genre of music that they created? <laughs> new teeth. Okay, there's not. It's the new. It's the new metal version of, of Doctor Teeth, Teeth from the Muppets. Yes. They all wear. Uh, they all wear cargo shorts. Very technical drumming and then bad rapping. <laughs> uh, white people with dreads for some reason. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. One guy white, in the band. White Muppets with dreads. Yes, exactly. Say. One guy in the band, though, yeah. has the dreadlocks. Yeah. Uh, on the topic of notes, I think, I think this is a, a, a little bit a little bit of a hack subject. Comedians talk about it a lot, them like keeping notes, writing down something and not knowing what it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was I was going – just about to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, – you know, hack things that, that uh, you know, you'd be asked to be an asshole for bringing up. Uh, I actually had one of those. Uh, I was going through a, a list of notes and uh, all I had written down was a mixed race family getting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I had no idea what I was supposed to joke about uh, there. You didn't they, see some ad that was obviously trying to play it to a really wide base or something? I think I just saw a mixed race family getting ice cream oh, okay, and it seemed life. fun to me. Yeah. Did, did one of the parents get chocolate? One of the one of the parents got vanilla. And the and child the got a swirl. swirl. <laughs> what would you, do you have one of those? Um, well, I have I have three things written down here. The first is P two letter P number two, and then two two in Roman numerals could also be B P two il il mm-hmm. in Italian. I have no fucking clue what that means. Are you working on? Are you like working on? The new Star Wars movie at all? This could be a droid classification. That's a good possibility. The second, I know they're they're having to streamline the timeline. The second thing I wrote down is Father's Country Ham. Mm -hmm. That's just a ham I wanted to buy. Okay, I heard about it on the radio. It sounded like a great ham. (laughs) Okay, so I went ahead and ordered some. Have you Have you asked Father about it yet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to ask him in the sense you have to give him your credit card information. (laughs) Andy, as a stand-up comedian, I should say we haven't even really introduced Andy as a stand-up That's comedian. Okay. He's the host of the Probably Science podcast, the organizer of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Andy, as a stand-up comedian, do you have do you have one of these an inexplicable note that you don't know what to do oh, with? The longest. I'm looking, <laughs> Andy I, is doing frantic scrolling on his of iPhone. Le- of characters. Uh, I just came across one that I, I just wrote down: protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, but it's a pun. It is. Uh, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves on a bet. I don't know what, what I don't know where I meant to go with that. I think I meant to go with that. Like, I there's so many people that have stories that I that are unverifiable about how. Hey, did you know this guy did this thing on a bet? Did you know L. Ron Hubbard created Scientology on a bet on a, on a dare? Like, someone dared Lincoln to free the slaves. I love the idea of that. Like double dog. Dare I guess L. Ron Hubbard. I mean, I've heard that also about L. Ron Hubbard, and that would be believable if he didn't also make millions and millions of dollars doing it. Right. Although right. I guess you hope to win money on a bet. Maybe but that was it like out. a trading places style thing where at the end of all of it, you just got a dollar? <laughs> Good work. Yeah. You created a religion. Here's the third thing I have written in my list of three things on my list. Ladage Oelke. L-A-D-A-G-E space O-E-L-K-E. I have no fucking clue what that is. Did I write that in a fever dream? Is it I mean is it an autocorrect thing? It, well, do you think it autocorrects to <laughs> yeah, nonsense? To Ladage? <laughs> you have your you have your phone setting to Esperanto, right? As someone in our audience right now has to bring out a QWERTY keyboard and figure out if I was like one letter right. over for something that was actual words. L Ladage Oelki. I mean, Jesse, <sighs> I don't I mean, I don't want to blow your cover because I know they're very secretive about this stuff. But the P2-2, Ladage Aoki, <laughs> are you writing the new Star Wars movie? This sounds like a, like a, like a, like a racist um, character. He's like, he's like he works at the, uh, a bazaar, a space bazaar. He's a racist character, let's say an Indian guy. Mm-hmm. And he maybe gives, you know, Han Solo's son or whoever the – focus of this movie is some information as to where power can Number one, are. it's not racist because he's an alien. Right. Oh, that's true. Sorry. And number two, just because he wears a turban and talks, <laughs> in, talks in an accent that sounds Indian doesn't make him Indian. Yeah. He is an Oelki. Oh. Ladaj. <laughs> yeah. Ladaj Oelkis. Yeah. yeah. And just because 
He's a barterer trader mm-hmm. and who charms a snake-like <laughs> creature out of a basket-like it's object. It's an alien snake. It's not like <laughs> earth snakes. Yeah. You don't understand. He's a doku worm. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds legit. Just because he's going on a hunger strike <laughs> to free his people from the tyranny of the British Empire. British-sounding aliens. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are not British. Those are right. aliens that happen to have coincidental accents. And yeah. Accents. And are always drinking space tea. Just yep. because he's played by Ben Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Breaking news. January is one of the biggest months ever for the MaximumFun.org network. We're launching four new shows. Yes, four. Four new shows. So much stuff to listen to. The first new Max Fun show is Oh No, Ross and Carrie. They join fringe religious groups, undergo alternative medicine treatments, and investigate the paranormal, all so you don't have to. Your new late-night best friends are Jasper Red and Kimberly Clark, and their new Max Fun show is called The Goose Down, not to be missed. Also coming to Max Fun in January, Song Exploder. It's a podcast that talks to musicians about their songs and deconstructs how they were put together. And our fourth new show is Lady to Lady, a weekly talk show with Tess Barker, Brandy Posey, and Barbara Gray. It's like The View, if The View was a good thing. And one final announcement, Dave Holmes, the great Dave Holmes from television, is joining the network as the new host of our funny-as-heck international quiz show, International Waters. It's going to be a great year for Maximum Fun. You can check out all our new shows at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Wood, man about town. Is that what I was last time? Oh, I don't know. That's Do a good question. We know. Yeah. <laughs> don't you have an intern who keeps track of the Wait, the universe the, the, of, the, of nicknames? Yeah, we have like canon. like George Lucas has right. a guy who keeps track of uh, of all the comics and the video games. Yeah. We, whenever that happens, we just put it in the show bible. Exactly. Let's go straight into the show bible. Oh, here, here's your joke, Andy. Okay. Uh, a protein shake is when a professional snowboarder jacks off in your orange dream machine. <laughs> Excellent. There you go. Um, I, that's mine now. That is yours okay, now. Great. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've talked. I ghost ghost wrote that joke. <laughs> I've talked on the on this program before about these neighbors I have that um, I don't I I don't know them. Mm-hmm. I've never met them before, but I hate them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a hateful person. <laughs> I'm not one to hate people that I don't know. They're the only ones of my neighbors that I hate, and they live a couple blocks from me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have two Mustangs and a Bentley and a Land Rover and two terrifying dogs and some kind of home-based business. <laughs> it sounds like basically this family is living some sort of Grand Theft Auto type lifestyle. That is all I can guess. Yeah. Um, and... I I had no idea what the business is for a very long time. 
recently there were two developments mm-hmm. in this situation. Mm-hmm. Number one, in their driveway, and they have a driveway. It's usually where the Bentley's parked. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Why would you put the Bentley in the garage? You park oh, it there's on also. The street. I thought it was driveway versus street. Like my house has just not. They a... park their they park their driveway. They park their Bentley in the driveway rather than in the garage. Mm-hmm. They need the garage for storage. For well, they, they terrifying dog food or whatever. <laughs> sure. Also, I, they go all out at Christmas too, <laughs> so they probably keep all the decorations, the inflatable Santa. So for a long time. Oh, P.S. When we're talking about all out Christmas houses. Uh, I saw several all-out Christmas houses this year with inflatable Santa T-Rex. <laughs> like three different houses had this same inflatable Santa T-Rex. Which just means T-Rex with, with a cap? Yeah, he's got, he's got a Santa hat on. Just it's blue. Uh, so, it's yeah. blue. He's not even an agreed-upon color of dinosaurs or Santas. <laughs> Wait, I, you're, Andy, you host a science podcast. Do, <laughs> do people agree, agree that the T-Rex the, is not blue? There, there are ways people have of determining, of surmising what colors of – what colors animals might be based on fossil record things. I've got how that works, but there is – it's not just the random guess. Like okay. there are ways of sort of uh, – you know, it's still a guess. But it it's certainly it's an educated not blue. Uh, I feel like if they were blue – I feel like if that was a thing that someone had found evidence for, that would be the top of every – that would be at the forefront. At the top of, of HuffPo that day. The top of, it would be that, they would, that kids who were – when, when a kid goes through his dinosaur phase, he would be into the blue dinosaur. If okay. that was the thing that we'd agree exists, I feel. Okay. Uh, Fair. Anyhow, Jesse, Sorry. your Continue. awful neighbors, Bentleys. I um, – Do they go all out at Christmas? For – no. But there was something confusing in their driveway mm-hmm. covered by a tarpaulin mm-hmm. for <laughs> six, eight weeks. I'm wondering what is this huge object covered by a tarpaulin <laughs> – it's a great word. In the driveway of this house I hate. How is a tarpaulin different from a tarp? Tarp is short for tarpaulin. <laughs> okay. So how are those different? Same object. Okay. Using a different different <laughs> verbiage to refer Why to Why does it. no one say tarpaulin then? <laughs> no one is fun. I guess so. Except for yours truly. And mm-hmm. the ladies who work at Hot Dog on a Stick. Mm-hmm. They are fun. They seem very fun. There is no doubt about that. Low maintenance. I wondered week after week what was underneath this tarpaulin. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Because it's on the route that I walk my dogs. Mm. And the other day I walked past and it was revealed to me what was underneath it. It was a hot tub. What? (laughs) (laughs) They have a hot tub. In their driveway. In their driveway. I'll also add Mm -hmm. that they had – they have added a decal decal to the back window of the Bentley, Mm -hmm. which says, want to drive the Bentley for a day? (laughs) The Bentley. Go to brosinink.com, <laughs> which I just typed into the internet for the first time, and I had assumed that it was – Bros in – bros, I-N-I-N-C, like bros in incorporation? I-N-K. Okay. Like uh, – Like tattoo ink. Like tattoo ink, I assumed. Mm-hmm. What I imagined in my head mm-hmm. was that they were pitching a reality show about – some tattoo guys that live in a hot tub in someone's driveway. 
like where this is going. Whatever, whatever one of them gets a tattoo, the other has to get the same one because we are bros in ink. Yeah. Like they have an agreement that they – no. They uh, – so I just typed it in. It's the only thing that's worse than that, which is a brand design firm. Mm. I clicked on I clicked on our work. Number one, there's nothing here about how you get to drive the Bentley. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Which is bullshit. Um, I, I will say that they have four employees, one of whom is called the talent coordinator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Do they have pictures? Yeah, they do have pictures. Yeah, you want to check out yeah, this cool picture it. of one of the pictures. <laughs> the dude is flexing. Yeah, Mason Park. Oh, he's got picture. a pizza. He's got a pizza my heart shirt on. Looks like he went to UC oh. Santa Cruz. Really? Does he? Yeah. Look at that. He sure does. But you know what? That's maybe he lived in Aptos or wherever the that starts with, my heart. That starts with an M. What is it? Could be San Marcos? Could Maybe. be San Mateo? I don't know how far the Pizza San My Mateo. Heart franchise. I bet there's a Pizza My Heart in San Mateo. Let's find out. <laughs> pizza My Heart Andy, San for your, uh, Mateo. For your information and uh, most other people out there, Pizza My Heart was so a pizza 140 place. 140 East 4th Avenue. Okay. So San Mateo. Good detective work, Jesse. Thanks. Um This guy whose name is Colbert, spelled with a K, mm-hmm. is the talent coordinator. So wait, so I guess what does a design firm do? A brand design firm? A brand design They're a firm. digital design agency that gets excited about unique ideas. Oh. That's so they just they do whatever then? They make high-quality videos starting at just $895. Sounds pretty good. They made a cool project for Doritos. I mean, what did they make for Doritos? Oh, maybe they're doing the Doritos Crash the Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. With the public increase of interest in anything zombie-related, mm-hmm. we wanted to produce something kick-ass for Doritos. That's the description. Uh, something, something that I mean, definitely, when you have a lot of actor and comedian friends on Facebook, is people yeah. are always doing this. This is just something they entered in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. For Doritos contest. Yeah, they made, right. they made a video were, for Doritos. Yeah, Jesse, something they didn't lie. It's a, <laughs> it features Doritos. Right. Yeah, they. Yeah, it's just something. This is a really, really, really annoying thing that I feel like I want to yell at people about, but then mm-hmm. don't want to appear to li- like a dick. Uh, yeah. I guess Super Doritos has this thing where if you make a Doritos commercial, maybe they'll play it on the Super Bowl. Yeah. And people make these things like crazy, and it's one of those things where like, go to my page and vote for my – go to this – you know, go to the Doritos website, vote for us once a day. It's one of these things of like, no, don't make a free commercial for Doritos. Don't make anything else. Use that use that energy right. to do anything else, yeah. any other creative projects. But uh, anyway. Oh, but then again, the worst. I'm not trying to – I guess I am being the devil's advocate here. Please, yeah, yeah, uh, please do. You know, there was a great one that Matt McCarthy did. Yeah, uh, with beer flavored Doritos. Okay, think, did you see that one last I didn't, a couple uh, years ago? Did it win? Did it get on TV? I think it did. Yeah. So he. he I, mean, I guess if you get a bazillion dollars from it, you know, you can just go ahead I don't and say think fuck they you get to the a Jordan bazillion Jordan Morris's of the world. It's exposure, guys. You're doing it for exposure. That's Jordan, true. I'm, yeah. You're hundred percent. The... You're a hundred percent right. <laughs> on the other hand, if you like Bros in Ink. Write, produce, and develop beautiful, funny, effective, and impressive videos. Enough said. <laughs> Is their only example the, their Doritos video? No, they got this video. What do we got? Well, we got uh, iChair. It's their Kickstarter video for this chair. Are you sure this isn't an elaborate marketing campaign for Kroll Show? <laughs> it could be. These could be Nick Kroll characters, Jesse. This does seem like exactly the kind of nightmare... This, yeah, this is like 
I mean, you know, like the, I guess the cast of Mindy Project all went on Tinder yep. recently and made fake Tinder accounts. Maybe this is just uh, Nick Kroll's uh, latest. They've got a fucking hot tub <laughs> in the driveway. <laughs> in the driveway. Who's fake rolling these guys? I mean, they're dads, clearly. Of course. What? Eve, what? Who, who bought them the dogs? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you can get terrifying dogs. Terrifying dogs are pretty easy to come by at a shelter. That's like the main thing at a shelter. Where'd they get the $400 to buy the dogs from the <laughs> shelter? They got two dogs, That's $200 apiece. Well, I, you could probably take a loan out against the Bentley, I don't know, to get at least a little bit of that's dog money. That's true. I thought if you pull up to an you animal shelter in a Bentley? Bentley. You don't think yeah, that's, that's a, a lease? That's a good point. That's probably a leased Bentley the more I think about it. They're connected very wide. They're like the Yamaha of douchebags. <laughs> you can rent their Bentley. They can do a video for you. They can design your logo. You can get in their hot tub. They, can they also make a chair. <laughs> they also have a fun chair idea. Yeah. They've got two Mustangs. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Wait, wait, what era Mustangs? Like the recent ones? Or no, like... 60s Mustangs. Oh, okay. That's good also. That's better than recent, I guess. It's right? better than recent, but it's still not good. Mustang <laughs> is easily the worst enthusiast car you can yeah. have. Not even close. Camaro is better than Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Trans Am might even be. Yeah, a Trans Am. Like a full-on 80s Trans Am. <laughs> Like with, has more cred. with the Firebird on the hood yeah. and a Targa top or whatever it's called, where the where the half of the top comes off. Oh right, yeah. but it's not actually a convertible. That's better than better a Mustang. Than a Mustang. <laughs> Jesse, I mean, I think you need to go over. You need to go over and meet the bros. Should I, I think this is one of those things where you're judging a book by its cover. You know, yeah, sure, they've got a hot tub and a lot of, you know, like flashy cars. Mm-hmm. And they've got a terrible website, but they're probably great guys. I bet you have a llama with them. I Did think I bring mention... over bring over a hot dish, bring over a casserole. Did I mention that they have those kind of posters, those framed posters, where the poster is of like an Italian advertisement from the 1920s, like <laughs> Pellegrino? <laughs> Maybe they have a couple of uh, 20-year-old college girls living there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. That's what I have to say about brosinink.com. Maybe they're nice guys. But in their official bio, in their pictures on the site, two of the four are wearing baseball caps. Like, that's... I know. Well, that's because they're hip young people who like to do commercials for Doritos for free (laughs) and have a Bentley for some reason. What What do you think it costs to lease a Bentley? (sighs) Thousand bucks a month? You think you could lease a Bentley for a thousand bucks a month? I bet you could. I have no idea, but a Bentley costs like half a million dollars, right? No, I think it costs only costs like two hundred thousand. Oh, okay. Well, either think, way, it's like house. It's house dollars. Do you think Rosen Inc. is cover for something? I mean, do you think this is a money laundering situation? Do you think it's possible that the whole design firm is yeah. just a layer that protects the identity of their Brazilian goods store? <laughs> Could be. Could be maybe they're uh, maybe they're jacking off into people's smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> these are some great protein shakes. Ideas. And ink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you, this, you can talk to these guys about protein shakes. Protein shakes. I don't know why I wrote that. I, I, you know, there's something there. Yeah. Something there. Yeah. Um, I mean, do we have any videos that we need made? I mean, eight hundred fifty mm. bucks. I mean, we we got that right. Do you think we could Kickstarter it? I bet. If we did a Kickstarter for $895, they'd do the Kickstarter video for us for free. (laughs) If we do a Kickstarter video to make the money. Yeah. It's great. I'd love to have that money, just cash, walk up to them and and have no idea for a video. 
we'll just you, be like, just I heard you pitches. guys will make me a hear video. Pi- let's hear some pitches. Yeah, and they're going to see the cash in your hand, and they'll suddenly have to like, act like, oh, this is this is how our business works. We will just right. make a video whole cloth. We will just create, just say, I heard about these web videos. Here's $895. Yeah. Make me a video. I'm really interested to hear what these dudes are capable of yeah. in a pure art context. <laughs> in a fine art situation. Right. You know, a gallery or museum hmm. show context. I think that, yeah, I think that's an Just area where they would be really strong. No strings attached. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Would they do something? Do you think they would do a monumental work? You know what I mean? Would they be doing land and sea art? <laughs> I don't know. Is this... I mean, I think obviously video is their medium. I mean, maybe this is like that thing, you know, where Yoko Ono made that video of a fly landing on a nipple. Now, do you think do you think their work would recall the work of Namjoon Pak? <laughs> One can only assume. Is this a front for uh, elaborate uh, installation artist Christo? Yeah, that's it. Maybe yeah. they'll put orange flags all around a Caribbean <laughs> island for nine hundred dollars. <laughs> the orange <laughs> flags are all they all say Doritos on them. They're all <laughs> yeah. shaped like Doritos. I think the eight hundred ninety five dollar version of the Christo projects is just they just put two Lakers flags coming out of the windows of their bed. <laughs> and then one will one will get loose and kill someone yeah. at some point. Somebody's gonna get a Lakers flag through the head. Oh man. I really wanted it to be a reality show. Yeah. But maybe, you know, maybe I mean that's that's what reality shows are. They just find a business mm-hmm. and they, you know, they they shadow that business. But that maybe Bros and Ink, maybe that's their their attempt at a reality show. They just sort of try and reflect the actual truth of the situation on the ground. Sure, exactly. Is what a reality show is. Just kind of try to be flies on the wall. You know what? Let's pitch this thing. You, we got show business connections. You oh, got, tons. You got a manager, right? Sure. I, I've, uh, I've met agents. Yeah. You know, I met with an agent <laughs> once or twice. I say we get out there, talk to some development guys, say we got a great idea. It's brosinink.com. Do we approach Brosinink first or do we sell the show first and we then sell come the to show them? first. We sell the show first and if the real Brosinink won't go for it, we recreate it on a soundstage. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> green screen? Yeah, we just green screen it. Jesse, do you think we could do this at Skywalker Ranch? You have connections. <laughs> I don't see why we wouldn't do it at Skywalker Ranch. And the advantage is, you know, you always want diversity in the cast. Mm-hmm. We could cast an Indian guy. I like that. I mean, sorry, an, <laughs> yes, alien. an alien. An alien. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. And you could, me. you could save unleasing that Bentley. You could just do that all in post. It could be a fully rendered Bentley. It could just be right. a CG Bentley. Just a full-on rendered Bentley. Yeah. We would just render the Bentley. Just render the Bentley. That's the slogan of Rosen Inc. <laughs> <laughs> render the Bentley. I mean, I, I'm a little – I mean, guys, we're having fun. It's undeniable. We're having a lot of fun here. Sure. I'm a little bit worried. I mean, I don't know if they're big podcast fans over you're Bros and being Ink. a worry wart. I maybe I am, but just give me a give me a forum here. I, I see where you're going. Like Andy, I sometimes enjoy playing Devil's Advocate. Right. I mean, watching Devil's Advocate starring Al Pacino <laughs> and a young Charlize you Theron. And a young Charlize Theron playing looking... the card game based <laughs> on the film Devil's Ad- Advocate. Right. Yes, the collectible card game. With based on the novelization of the film, The Devil's Advocate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With uh, with expansion pack. Um, so I just I'm worried that you're going to be, you know, walking your dog or 
you know, out with Simon or something, and you're going to get a an entire two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew Code Red to the head. <laughs> you won't know where it comes from. It'll be somebody's in the trees. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just – I'm worried. I'm worried you're creating a hostile environment for that's, yourself. That's the horse head in bed from Rosen Inc. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's about to. Yeah. You know what? I don't think these guys are like that. I, I love these guys and they love me. You know what I mean? These yeah. are some cool, chill dudes and chicks. Clearly. That's why they like to hang out in their driveway. <laughs> Wait, is, I thought the hot tub With was maybe in transit. Is it in transit or is that where the hot tub is installed? I don't believe it to be in transit okay. because it is leveled. Okay. Mm. A driveway is not naturally level, mm-hmm. but they have taken steps to level it. And so for this reason, I believe it to be fully functional. A driveway hot tub. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, we would have to get too, too regional to fully explain this, but it's so weird that these guys have set up their shop by your house. Yes. What no, neighborhood, do you, do you say what neighborhood you live in? Let's now? be clear. Uh, the neighborhood that I live in is completely inappropriate for this activity. Mm-hmm. If, if I lived, there are a broad, over 70% of the neighborhoods in the greater Southern California region would be appropriate for this business to exist in. Mine is not one of those neighborhoods. Uh-huh. I live in Mount Washington, which is a sort of middle class, uh, residential, slightly artsy, uh, uh, sort of long, deep roots type of neighborhood. If this was going on right now in uh, – you know, some weird place in Burbank. <laughs> sure, anything can happen in Burbank. <laughs> yeah, you can have a model trade store if you want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in 2014. Yeah, a store dedicated to styrofoam gliders. Sure, why not? They've got it. Shave it down. Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe they were just, I mean, clearly they're transplants. Clearly they've moved, I mean. From they, San Mateo. From San Mateo, the, mm-hmm. you know. Or maybe Hillsboro. Could be. Something in the peninsula. Uh-huh. Probably they just like. I mean, obviously, kind of adjacent to you is Highland Park, which is kind of you know the new the new hipster place to live. And maybe right. they were just thumbing through you know L.A. Magazine or something while they were trying to relocate Bros and Inc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were saying to themselves, "Yeah, we're the kings of San Mateo, but we got to be where the action is." <laughs> right. Uh, and they were just then they say, "Oh, Highland Park, new up and coming neighborhood," and they just kind of got got as close as they possibly could. Do you think they established themselves in the peninsula by representing peninsula-based businesses like like the Monterey Bay Aquarium? <laughs> like maybe they do some sweet uh some sweet uh dubstep heavy videos for the Monterey Bay Aquarium? I was going to say it's it. Okay, sure. It's it, I believe based in Burlingame, California. Mm-hmm. Not far from San Mateo, just just across the 101 if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of just just a, a beautifully shot video of a manatee <laughs> swimming, but like, please, someone make that. <laughs> just, just like really intense, really intense. The first person who makes a dubstep manatee video gets a free t shirt posted on the Max Fun Reddit. <laughs> dubstep manatee. But the manatees have to be very peaceful. Yeah. The, Here's what I picture you. It can't with the be a manatee de- like DJing. No, I yeah. Play with the speed of the manatee, though. It's going fast. Then when the drop hits, it, the manatee goes into slow motion. <laughs> it's like speeding towards the camera. Then, and the, suddenly the manatee's in slow motion. Here's a question. Do you think that a person could tell the difference between manatee fast and manatee <laughs> slow motion? <laughs> Excellent. Point. Well, this is a video for other manatees. Yeah. Oh, I got gotcha. you. 
Or maybe, yeah, I mean, I guess we're talking about kind of that area. Should we the get John together, Steinbeck Museum? Should we get together the eight hundred ninety-five dollars and and hire our friends at Bros and Ink to make this video? <laughs> I don't know. How self-aware do you think Bros and Ink are? Like when we approach, oh, them I would with guess this very. Project, <laughs> are they going to know we're making fun of them? Hmm. Or maybe we're, I'm sorry, we're not. No, we that's love true. what they do. That's. Very I mean, their work seems perfectly fine from the aesthetics of their website. I got I got nothing against it. I'm a little uncomfortable with the guy flexing in his bio picture. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because I'm physically afraid of him, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. It's, I'm afraid of neighbors. anyone who flexes. Jordan, if you flexed right now, mm-hmm. I would become physically afraid of you. I'm doing kegels. <laughs> well. That's why you're... Boy, oi, oi. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's the opposite of terror. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Wood, man about town. Sponsors on this week's program, first of all, why spend $895 branding your company with some crappy video from brosinink.com <laughs> when you can build a sweet website with Squarespace. Jordan Jesse Go is supported by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. They have all kinds of, uh, they got templates, you got your uh, drag and drop interface, you got your affordable prices, mm-hmm. uh, you got your mobile ready, and uh, if you can't figure anything, if, you can't, if there's anything you can't figure out, they got support 24-7. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer code JJGO1. That's all one word, JJGO and the number one to get 10% off your first purchase. <laughs> purchase. By purchase, of course, I meant purchase. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. And hey, we got something up on the Jumbotron this week a podcast, Radio versus the Martians. Hosts Mike Gillis and Casey Doran join a rotating cast of their friends for an irreverent... Well, it's if they're friends with Mike and Casey. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to be reverent of shit. For an irreverent and profanity-laden panel show about geek culture, science fiction, comic books, professional wrestling, and movies. Think of it as the McLaughlin Group for nerds. <laughs> it's called Radio vs. the Martians. New episodes every month. Finally, someone is filling that niche. <laughs> you know what I mean? Radio versus the Martians.com, iTunes, Stitcher, every place you get a podcast. If you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse, go email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron for a special announcement on Jordan Jesse, go, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It could be somebody's birthday. It could be a plug for your blog. What have you. They're very affordable. Go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron for that. Hey, we've got shows coming up, Jordan. Incidentally, two shows. We have these shows coming up. I'm I'm worried. I made this promise last week on the program that if we sold out our show on the USS Iowa, the battleship, the first <clears throat> ever comedy podcast to broadcast from a battleship, wow. that I would donate one thousand dollars personally myself to Swords to Plowshares, in addition to all of the ticket money, because all of the ticket money is going to Swords to Plowshares. I want to sell this thing out. Otherwise, what am I going to do with this $1,000? Buy some crappy video? (laughs) Yeah, basically, people, if you're not coming to this show on – that show is on January 25th. If you're not coming to see this show on the 25th, you are taking money out of the pockets of veterans and putting them in to the giant pockets on the sides of shorts 
of Bros to Ink. Bros to Ink, Bros for Ink. You might as well ink bros. You might as well just stop by the Bentley dealership mm-hmm. and drop your $1000 off there cuz that's what you're doing. Sure, just slide it under the door of Beverly Hills Ducati. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're here in Southern California on the 25th uh, on board the USS Iowa in the officer's mess. Is that is that docked in Long Beach or something? Where it's is that? docked in San Pedro, Port of Los Angeles. Okay. Um, and it's going to be a fucking tremendous show. Uh, we're going to have special guests there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we've already got Eliza Skinner agreed to be Excellent. on the show. So you can see her. Doesn't get much be better than funny. It doesn't get much better than the great Eliza Skinner. And of course, in February, we're coming up to San Francisco for SF Sketch Fest. We will be doing Jordan Jesse Go on uh, Saturday, February 8th, alongside our friend Rob Cordry. Maybe Excellent. you've heard of him. Come on, San Francisco. Who's your best celebrity right now? <laughs> Tracy Chapman? We got Rob Cordry on this show. <laughs> you're just you're just excited that Huey Lewis stopped by. We got Rob Cordry from Children's Hospital. He's writing Hot Tub Time Machine two right now. You know what I mean? Tell that to Joan guy, Baez. Tell that to the guy from Third Eye Blind. Yeah, the lead singer of. Uh, do you think we can get him to do a drop in? Yeah, probably so. Just do a couple of songs. Drop him a line, man. When Third Eye Blind got famous, mm-hmm. their first video, they shot like three blocks from my house and I saw it on MTV and it blew my fucking mind. On the mopeds? I or can't remember. All or... I remember is they were like on Valencia Street at like 23rd or something like that. Yeah. I was like, shit, that's like four blocks from my house. <laughs> it was very, very exciting. Uh, is that how you got the bug, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like, why if I'm they a, can do it. If that's they, why I'm if a these... singer-songwriter now. Yeah, yeah. If these hometown boys... Um, and uh, the next day, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be doing a tribute to Mal Sharp, featuring Mal Sharp and a bunch of cool Coil and Sharp stuff alongside nice. uh, Matt Roberts and uh, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Matt Walsh and Matt Besser of the Upright Citizens Brigade and James Richmith of Casper House are also at Sketchfest. Uh, all of those ticket links you can find on our website maximumfun.org. Just buy the fucking tickets. Don't fuck around. Do it. It's going to be fun. If you want us to do live shows, you have to buy tickets to the live shows. That's all I have to say about that. Sure. It's the least you can do. Buy them and give them to a friend. Introduce mm. a friend. You got to work. You got shift work. It's difficult to move it around. I understand. So buy the fucking tickets. Give them to a friend. You don't have any friends? <laughs> Slip it under the door, bros, and ink. There you go. <laughs> like that could be their <laughs> Stop by Beverly Hills Ducati. Yeah. See if anybody sure. wants them there. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Wood, man at large. Special guest, Coco the dog, doing some funny stuff in the middle of the studio right now. Doing some funny barrel rolls. <laughs> some rubbing around on the rug. Yeah, she's pretty chill. Yeah, she's super chill. Probably a little hot in here, huh, Coco? Yeah, that's why she's so relaxed. Yeah. She just chills out when it's hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to chill when it's hot. She's straight chillaxing down there. <laughs> Jordan, what's going on with you lately? Well, uh, because I'm a fun guy in mm-hmm. my 30s mm-hmm. uh, who is friends with exclusively couples, I... <laughs> I've been, been doing a, a lot of swinging. Lately. I've been doing a lot of key parties. <laughs> yeah. I've been organizing a lot of key parties. Now we're talking my kind of podcast, guys. <laughs> Thank you. So, Andy, what do you do with the furniture? Exactly. That's the question. Yeah. Do you put do it you out put a tarp- do you put a tarpaulin? Tarpaulin. Yeah. 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 and I make a lime. Tarpaulin. Yeah. And I start falling. 
I, and I have been uh, I have been to several game nights recently where we've played this game, Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. This is a popular game that uh, started as a Kickstarter. Yeah, and, I guess so. Uh, has become I don't know popular, about the history of it. Has become popular among the game the board game community. Sure, it's like a which man, is a real thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, I guess, if I was to describe this game, it would be like a like a like an irreverent. Uh, grown-ups only take on apples to apples. That's exactly so you what take, it is. You take two cards. You have a, a white card that includes a blank. It'll be something like, um, you know, uh, the the latest movie of the week uh, <laughs> is about troubles with blank. And then you'll have all these black cards that have a, um, that have a noun on them mm-hmm. or a phrase or something like that. It's the... Um, the, the subject of the sentence or something like that. Um, and they can get a little saucy. I mean, if you're PC, if you're po- if you're like one of these politically correct people who don't have a Hold on. twisted sense of humor. Yes, Jesse. Can I stop you here? Mm-hmm. I was recently deputized mm-hmm. as a member of the PC police. Okay. Oh, by Tipper Gore? Yeah. And I'm going to have to arrest you. Oh, no. For having fun. Oh, man. Fuck. Spoiling all our fun. I can't believe you and all those other thousands of people who identify as politically correct are always on our ass. You know, politically correct, that thing someone says about themselves. Right, right. Uh, so, okay. So, so, the, so the outrageous things will be – I'd say the sense of humor is a combination of like uh, – Angry nerd and lonely nerd. <laughs> Little bit. That's almost. That's almost it. I would say it has the sense of humor. Uh, this kind of. It has the sense of humor of a commercial for fast food that you would see during Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Just like a random collection of crazy stuff that doesn't relate to each other, and that's the joke of how random this is. How random to be like you know David Bowie's rainbow penis or something like that. And then there's just stuff that's just like. That's just like offensive, like a black guy. Like it'll just say a black guy or mm-hmm. Asian drivers or something like that. So the idea is that the the person at the top of the round has a white card uh, and they're the kind of arbiter and then you all have to turn in the black card that you think goes the best with that sentence and then the you know arbiter of the round will say which one won. And it's like, oh, the movie of the week is concerns a black guy or David Bowie's rainbow penis and – uh, so, so I've, I've, I've had to play this game a couple of times and everyone I'm playing with really enjoys it. And it's not, and I know I'm talking about this game like it's the dumbest thing in the world, but these are not dumb people I'm playing right, with. Right. These are not, these are friends of mine who how I like. Ma- how many Nobel laureates? Several. Right. Several. Uh, all, they all. regular Algonquin round table. Of, exactly. Of... They've all won their Nobel prizes in chemistry. Right. So maybe that's a little. They're maybe not as sophisticated in the arts, right? Because they're all chemists. But a few MacArthur Genius grantees. Exactly. And I put genius in quotes. It's not literally. <laughs> they called use the word. The, yeah, they call it just oh, simply they call it. Okay. They simply call it the MacArthur grant. <laughs> oh. So, so when I'm I'm playing this game, and I guess I I guess I just don't find it funny. I guess I just don't understand what everyone's laughing at. It's just like, it's just it's just these crazy things, and. I'm trying to like find something I enjoy about this, right? Like yeah. I'm trying to find some way to latch into this. And I guess my thing is like okay, there's a there's a smart way to play this game to where you can make the cleverest thing possible. Like make have turn in a card that has something to do with with the prompt. Like it's, you know, cuz 
people usually give the people usually say the winner is just the craziest thing someone turns down and it's like mm-hmm. you know i was late today because there was too many uh penis wrinkles you know it's like that doesn't mean anything but if you can find something that has to do with cars or traffic right. or something like that that's the thing that should win so like before every game I've asian been, drivers asian drivers they're perfect perfect right. so that's the one where uh something that's actually funny so yeah exactly i was late because of asian drivers so i feel like before each game i've been making this speech hey let's not just pick the craziest things let's play smart let's play a smart game of cards against humanity (laughs) guys i want to lay down a few ground rules yeah i know i'm a guest at this party and i'm being a dick i'm ruining and i'm yeah i'm gonna roll my eyes throughout this whole game so yeah so i'm trying to like lock into this and i think a big part of guys it's pronounced karaoke. <laughs> I think I'm with you, though, because I uh, had heard a lot about about it before playing it. And I actually it, – it was like a last-minute gift for two different members of my family who were in different parts of the country. Because sure. everyone loves it. And I then after having gifted it to both of them, I actually played it. And I had the same dilemma you did. But also I play – when I play apples to apples with friends of mine, we mm-hmm. play a variant on the rules where – uh, the person doesn't just pick the one they like the most. They pick the top two or three. Mm-hmm. And then those people get to argue their points. I tried to instigate an arguing system too. With so yes, I'm like, fun. can there be a that's debate so or something? Because then it just becomes like, you know, an improv game in bullshittery. And, and you can go ridiculous with that. But then when you're just doing the the jokes already it's, – it's also like it violates so many rules of joke telling this game because yeah. the punchlines are already all out there. And then it's it's – like it's anticlimactic when they just say, "Okay, this one," right? And that doesn't suddenly make an extra round of applause and a laugh or something. It's like the the humor's already been right played and and know, I think, but if there even is any, and so you object to you object to it on structural grounds, on, on joke structural <laughs> grounds, and also on fun grounds. Like I think it's more fun. And where's people... the denouement? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> Listen, who but, saves the cat in yes, this game? Where's the prestige? When the hero goes on, you've his got quest, the promise, the turn. Yes. Where's the prestige? Doesn't he have to, like, uh, deliberate before accepting the hero's challenge? Uh, there's a questioning period. Jesse, can you ask George Lucas about this? Yeah. There's a oh, dark night of the soul involved at some point, <laughs> according to Blake Snyder and his beat sheets. Um, um, well, so, so this, this is, I feel like, bringing out two bad parts of my personality, two parts of my personality that I do not like. Uh, uh, number one, hypersexual. Sure, exactly, because I am jacking off throughout this whole game. <laughs> yeah. Again, this was a swingers party of Cards Against Humanity. You're right, exactly. And if you, know, if you pick the funniest card, you get to the, – the person who says – who hands in the funniest black card, you fuck them. Right? When you say that you're looking for a way to enjoy this game, you're referring specifically to a, a, like an ocean of personal lubrication. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just – I mean – I just bring a tub of Vaseline from right. Costco, <laughs> right. a Kirkland signature vat of Vaseline. Uh, so, Jesse, you, you you read this book, um, uh, The Ascent of the A-Word. Yes, Jeffrey I did. Numberg's, I did, yes. Uh, this guy, Jeffrey Numberg, he's the fresh air linguist, wrote this book about what it means to be an asshole, like why assholes are so popular. And it kind of just goes over, you know, where the word asshole got invented, the most popular current assholes. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that I liked a lot about that book or the thing that really stuck with me about it was that the idea of an asshole, it's circular. If you're calling someone an asshole, that's an asshole move. So it's like it feeds itself, you know. So yeah. when Bill O'Reilly assholes around on TV, we think he's an asshole but we're being assholes. So, you know, it, it feeds itself. Um, and a big part of that is <laughs> – 
and I think this is something I waste a lot of energy on, is imagining a fake person and then being mad at that oh, fake person. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I imagine the guys who invented Cards Against Humanity. They're two, they're two dudes with very expensive glasses frames. They're wearing Super Mario T-shirts. They're sitting in beanbags, and they're just cracking each other up with how random they can be. Oh, man, dude, you are so random. That is twit. And, you know, they're fucking – they're drinking out of beer helmets. They're, they're riding razors around I their think here's the thing. loft. Number one, Cards Against Humanity was created by a group of eight people, mm-hmm. all of whom still have their regular jobs. Mm. <laughs> okay, which I think is very interesting. Do they have Super I read Mario it in an article in the New York Times? <laughs> um, I'm the only person here who has never played this game. Okay. By the way, <laughs> well, this is good because I'm just... I think you have, and I'm with you 100. Mm-hmm. percent A moral objection to quote un- to randomness in quote unquote humor. Sure, because randomness, if the people who tell you about how they love something that's random. Are horrible people. Oh, of course. It's so random. <laughs> who don't know what a joke is. And that's who don't always, very don't upsetting. E- sometimes to don't someone. even know what random means. That yes. word gets misused a lot. <laughs> right. Um, and that that can be very personally offensive, I think, to someone who spends a lot of puts a lot of effort into making a joke on purpose. Sure. <laughs> uh, totally. And yeah, and I think and I think I'm just sitting around hating these fake guys who I don't even know exist. And I think I do that a lot. Like I envision a fake guy and I spend a lot of energy being mad at that guy who I don't even know exists. Have you probably... thought about channeling that energy into something real? Like um... the lizard men that control the banking industry? <laughs> it's going to say making a Doritos <laughs> crash the Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> and thing two, and I think this is this is what which is what you kind of were getting at with that, like, let's debate, is that, like, oh, maybe the thing I don't like about this is that something is being funnier than me. Like, I'm at a party and something's stealing the focus. We're supposed to be playing a regular game and I'm supposed to be the one making jokes. And instead, we're laughing at these cards that these guys have made. I guess I... Maybe maybe the thing I don't like about it is that something's upstaging me. I I, I understand that 100%. Totally. I'm right there with you on that, too. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. Probably the most... I feel like the most insightful thing that anyone I know has ever said... One time, Mark Marin said that he likes to entertain. He likes to cook uh, at parties mm-hmm. uh, because that way he can be the center of attention without talking to anyone. <laughs> 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 and I can relate to that so much. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I mean, that's the same thing that I'm going at when I when I say that we play a game where we argue our points and it's not like it has to be one person running the whole thing mm-hmm. it's just it's a more engaging game when it engage when it when it is engaging when it forces everyone involved sure. to be a little bit creative and to be interacting with each other beyond just putting out a card and then pointing that one this like, this is funny yeah i mean that's it, it is fun gorilla but, you know, tate it, i pointed to that <laughs> right. i recognize the word gorilla tate and i'm pointing to it but i think maybe something we take for granted is we probably have a lot of friends that are comfortable you know, yeah. making jokes and being creative. And I think, you know, if if you are not comfortable being the center of attention, you can kind of do that by being the funniest card giver, you know? And I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess the, the that is The rules of the game require you to put in a card. <clears throat> and so for that reason, you are forced into a position where you have done a funny thing by sure. adding the card That's to the point. thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And I guess I, I – guess, it's a, it's also a safe space to have enjoyment time mm-hmm. uh, if you're uncomfortable enjoying yourself outside of a space where there's rules. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I maybe 
because this is going to come up again. Like, I know I'm going to be invited to play a game of Cards Against yeah. Humanity again. So maybe I need to take it as an exercise and just, like... Letting go. Just fucking don't be the center of attention, asshole. Like, just sit there and listen. Have fun with everyone else. Try and enjoy the same thing they're enjoying. Be passive. Listen more. This is all. These are all things that I kind of want to work on. You can so. just drink more beforehand. I know. Just be a <laughs> drunk boob. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The incapable of speech. Just right. Exactly. Out the just babble through it. This is what I, this David Bowie's gorilla dick. We've addressed we've addressed this on Jordan Jesse Go before, mm-hmm. but my issue with this game, should I be invited to play mm-hmm. it, would simply be that I would want to win very badly. <laughs> yeah, I know. And would be also would hate myself for wanting to win so badly <laughs> while I wanted to win so badly, would give myself no credit if I did win. But would hate myself if I lost. <laughs> That's a fundamental thing, not to get sciencey. We just talked about this in our podcast recently. How how much more averse to loss people are than they enjoy win. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Like if you get a twenty dollars parking <clears throat> ticket, that ruins your day much more than finding twenty dollars in the ground improves your day. Sure, oh, yeah. Like we're disproportionately biased uh, against losses. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, with this game, yeah, it's just, hard to just take a look at just take a look at the iTunes reviews for Jordan Jesse. Go with me sometime. <laughs> You'll find one one star one and go to sleep. No, no, no. <laughs> that was smug, me. eh? I'm sorry. I should. I'll take. I can delete it. You guys, I can go back in and delete it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. We're being a little smug. Yeah, on, we are. Come on, tarpaulin. Come on. There is a lot. Yeah, of you language. can. You can. Oh man, somebody wrote in an iTunes review that this show had a lot of unnecessary language. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> I was like, oh, you can't even bring yourself to say vulgar or explicit. Yeah, too many dick jokes. Oh, I honestly thought when you said unnecessary language, someone was take, taking you to task. Like they thought we could be more concise. For saying tarpaulin instead no, of tarp. Excessive yeah, verbiage. Yeah, not even for being dirty, but just for being verbose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would be great. I, I yeah, we, would support we, that. If they didn't like our I, I like our show because our speech was too flowery, yeah, then <laughs> I would I can get behind that. To be fair, the language is unnecessary. They're, I think they're right. The entire it's thing not necessary. Certainly, not certainly. Necessary. can I be hyperlocative? Yes. <laughs> I probably just made up that word. Could you be more loquacious? I don't. Know. What does that mean? Listen, the show should be put <laughs> under a tarpaulin. <laughs> I think it's. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey folks, this is Kevin Allison of the Max Fun Podcast Risk where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. If you've never heard Risk, why not start with our 150th episode? It's an all-star lineup of jaw-dropping true stories from Aisha Tyler. Um, this being the 90s, I was drinking malt liquor. Don't fuck you in your racist house. You're all racist for laughing. Tom Lennon. Whenever I walk into a place that's called Mr. Binkies, I'm expecting Armenian Bumblebee to be like, I got jack-off pills for you. Yeah! Jay Moore. Me, public school in New Jersey. I didn't need to know anything because everybody knew you got pregnant by peeing in each other's butts. That's how we knew. Andy Dick. We've had a monogamous relationship for five years. I barely cheated on her. (laughs) And The Daily Show's Jessica Williams. Oh, my God. I have, like, this need to be responsible for some reason that doesn't really benefit me. So, like, (laughs) Jessica, clean it up. 
Look for Risk on iTunes or, of course, at MaximumFun.org. Risk! It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Andy Wood, Man at Large. It's our wildest, most irreverent segment of the program. <laughs> Hopefully you got a twisted sense of humor. No more reverence for this show. <laughs> what do you revere? We're about to kick it in the balls. Religion? Family? Fuck you. <laughs> We're pretty controversial. So say we. The moving emotional power of art? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> The human spirit. Get up my butt. <laughs> Necessary language? No thanks. <laughs> Get up my butt. <laughs> Can that be the slogan for 2014? <laughs> 2014, Get Up My Butt. Up. By the way, people have been bothering us about the slogan. We're thinking about it. Maybe we'll talk about it next week on sure. the program. If you, have, if you have ideas about it, post them on the Reddit. On the Reddit, there's an open thread where people where we're taking suggestions. We're not necessarily going to pick one of your suggestions. Probably we probably won't because we we want to think of it. But if you have a great suggestion, we might we might take elements. We'll kick of it, it around. We're not going to give you credit. But, no, no, no. But it, on our on the Reddit, if you search for Max Fun Reddit, you'll find on the Reddit there. There's one of the threads is just an open discussion of 2014 slogan. And it's going to be a great slogan one way or the other. It's going to be a great year. I'm feeling really good about 2014. How are you feeling, Andy? Great. It started off with Diphalia on Reddit. How could it be anything but a phenomenal year? Yeah. That's already been – you guys have already discussed that, I'm sure. I don't right? know what that is. I don't know either. The, the, what? Uh, January 1st, 2014, the, the most read AMA in Reddit history was the man with two penises. <laughs> You didn't. How did this escape your real? You haven't talked about this. Uh, we did. A, we did our Reddit AMA uh, last week. It was the second coincidentally the second most read. <laughs> we're the, right. We're, Same we're number posted, of penises. We're but... the two men with two penises. Yeah, yeah. It was a little less impressive. That's yeah. why we build ourselves. Yeah. Um, wait. What? What? So what? What came out during uh, the honestly? Two neither of you have read this. No, because like, uh-uh. your listeners have. It's, it I'm was, sure they have. Yeah, it yeah. was bonkers, and I mean, I was I was totally skeptical, but he kept posting more and more pictures where he would have a post-it note with the date and the Reddit, uh. and he has two. <laughs> and I guess it's super rare, and it's even rarer for them both to be reasonably sized. Like yeah. usually, ones. Like your little sure. uh, uh, yeah. ghost penis or whatever. <laughs> uh, that's not the term, probably. But yeah, he's it's got transparent. What's he's got, transparent? It's just ghost penis in Latin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, is the actual term. Uh, but he talked about any manner of things that would be an issue when you have two penises. Do you urinate out of both? The answer is yes. So he has to take them both out when he's standing wow. at the urinal. Um, he's in. He's currently in a relationship with a man and a woman. Um, Sometimes he uses. At least he got the, he's got the numbers game right. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. spreading. Yeah, his cast is net wide. Uh, sometimes he puts them both together and inserts them. Wow. Simultaneously into a person. It's called uh, a double stuff. Double stuff. <laughs> double stuff for you. Yeah. Uh, check it out. I mean, everyone listening already has. Like this is old hat. It's sure. been on every late night show and stuff. But it, it was pretty interesting, and he was a, seemed like a pretty smart. Uh, grounded guy for having this condition. <laughs> he wasn't. Can I? Can I just say? It's things like this that are that make me glad that I don't depend on the internet for my livelihood. Two oh six nine eight four four fun is the telephone number to call when something momentous happens to you, such as having two penises stuffed up inside yep. you. <laughs> if two penises get up your butt. <laughs> 
for our call us for our segment momentous occasions, um, let's take a listen to our first call this week. Hey there, this is Tom from Denver calling with a momentous occasion. I was just at the post office and I totally saw a lady trying to retrieve her mail and her uh, form of ID was a marijuana license. <laughs> pretty sweet. Thanks, guys. I used my uh, I used my weed card to get into a bar once when I didn't have my license. Totally worked. <laughs> worked. Totally worked. My picture's on it. Wait, is that a state issued card or not? Uh, I I don't I don't think so. No, I think I think it's as, as... Where did you get it, Jordan? I, think back to where you got it. I got it. this in Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> the People's Republic of Palm Springs. The state capital. It it is the county seat. Right, exactly. Was it from a store that was named with a backronymed Here, let me see. Acronym, I, can, I can actually tell you specifically. Like we'll give these guys a little plug. People's Organic Therapy. Or, uh, that's actually a pretty nice card. I could see how you got into a bar with it that. It is Green Sight Medical. Green Sight Medical there in Palm Springs. They put some money into printing that thing. Oh, totally. I'm standing in front of an American flag. Yeah. And Look, the You're leaf. looking high. Looking super stoned. I think just the idea was that like, oh, I, clearly I'm 21 because I have this pot license. Can you... When they take that, when they take that picture, do they first? You just make a regular face, and they're like, "Could you stoner it up, stony a little bit? it up a little bit? <laughs> you just tilt your head back a little further and sort of widen, widen your straight smile." <laughs> they're like, "Here, we're going to put an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force just, <laughs> just kind of near your field of vision. You'll have to look at it a little bit sideways." So do they put your condition on the card? They do not, no. Oh, okay. They don't brand what you What condition do you have, Jordan? Uh, dif- uh, difficulty sleeping mm-hmm. and uh, anxiety. There you go. That's Helps with both. Reasonable. Helps with it both. It does help with both, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Loss of appetite, too. <laughs> <laughs> appetite for destruction. Yeah. <laughs> Would it be awesome if fucking marijuana gave you an appetite for destruction? <laughs> Right. When we say appetite for destruction, it just means listening to the song Appetite for Destruction. <laughs> uh, let's take another call. Uh, hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse and distinguished guest. Uh, I have a really, really fucking momentous occasion. Uh, I got an email from my doctor with some lab results in it. And after finding out that I had late stage AIDS earlier this year, after only four months of medication, my uh, viral load is undetectable and my white blood cell count is the same as any normal person's would be. Uh, So, yeah, hooray modern medicine. Wow. He beat AIDS. He beat AIDS. He beat AIDS. He beat. You know, do you think Jordan Jesse Go is the is the perfect thing to add to your uh, antiretroviral cocktail? <laughs> it's the fourth drug in the cocktail. <laughs> you got to cut it with a little podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like, sure. A- AZ- AZT by itself is minimally effective. Mm-hmm. AZTJJ Go. On the other <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> I mean, if you if this scene was cut out, I don't know if you guys have seen the Dallas Buyers Club or not. Oh, you mean I, AIDS cowboy? Yeah, I, I mean AIDS. Seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it. Yet. <laughs> yeah, hard drinking AIDS cowboy. Uh, there is a scene. Uh, there is a scene that's in the it's in the director's cut. I, Dallas I got the Buyers Club colon AIDS, AIDS cowboy. <laughs> Credit where credits due. April Richardson's joke, not mine. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, 
there's a scene. There's a deleted scene. I got the Blu-ray a little bit early. I'm part of SAG, oh. so I get you know early. Blu-rays. You're part of the Blu-ray wing of SAG. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. I only act in Blu-rays. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're only visible in 1080. <laughs> <laughs> And I look terrible if you have that smoothing on your TV. Yeah. Oh, I just look terrible. 24 frames per second, guys. It's meant to be that way. Um, there is a scene where Matthew McConaughey is distributing. I mean, it takes place in the 80s, so he's distributing cassettes of Jordan Jesse Go, mm-hmm. and the FDA tried to oh. shut him down. Because mm. he got, because they were approved first in Mexico. Yeah, he goes down to Mexico, smuggles them in. There's also mm-hmm. a uh, scene of him going to Japan and getting them. So, you know, he just gets them from wherever, and he. Your and underground it, yeah. podcast tape distributor mm-hmm. rings, yeah. This is back when we were doing the show straight to cassette. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. If you have a momentous occasion to share with us, put it in your telephone so that when something momentous happens, you can call us immediately. I'm glad that guy was ready. Soon as he beat AIDS, yes. you know what I mean. I like how he had his. He had the phone ready, so if even if the lab results were bad. He could yep. call us. Mm-hmm. We definitely would want to play that call. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Have you played any awful lamentations? Well, we play moments of shame sometimes. Yeah. That's not the, yeah. Those are, those are f- f- amusingly embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we, haven't, we haven't really played any momentous occasions like my grandmother just died. <laughs> but you must have gotten some of those. I think we have gotten some. But I don't, we don't gen- – I think most, most Jordan Jesse Go fans – are familiar if they're familiar enough with our program to know the telephone number right. are familiar enough with our program to know not to tell us that they're going to die at the age. <laughs> they're, they're not going literal with like momentous doesn't imply good or bad it's just an extreme on the scale like they're not trying to be like exact words that that would be great if we if that's probably we have probably gotten that in an iTunes review <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse go la, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Wood, man at large. Hmm. What's wrong, Jesse? You okay? Nothing's wrong. I'm just, I try and breathe through my nose because it warms and filters the air. Is that considered Ujaya breathing? That's what my yoga teacher yeah. told me. Ujaya? Is that what it is? I think that's the right word. That sounds right to me. That's one of the space races. Oh, okay. The new Star Wars movie. <laughs> La- Landridge Oakley? Ujaya breathing. Laldridge Olkey? I forgot it already. They have a hard time seeing in, on some planets because their eyes are so slanty. <laughs> the aliens. The aliens. The, the aliens. aliens. They're aliens. The aliens. They're not people. <laughs> that was also something I was skimming by on my phone in the notes section was uh, um, doing something with the fact that whenever there's an NPR remote piece, uh, the back it could just be the most Eisley Cantina band <laughs> giving you the location of where they are. I like that. I feel like a lot of times you hear, when you hear NPR, you know, they kind of like – you know, they'll lead up to it with a little bit of ambient sound, a little bit of, you know, to give you the flavor of right. where you are, whether it's a, you know, it's a marketplace or it's a, you know, it's the the offices of marketplace. He's a tort hoodler in a band here in Mos Eisley. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got AIDS. It's Max Rebo. <laughs> oh, man. Space AIDS. Yeah. 
Spades. I'm so, I'm, spades. So, <laughs> I'm so glad we got medicine for AIDS. Me too. It's amazing. We it's just, great. It's gotten to the point we were able to make light of that and never once genuinely say congratulations on beating this <laughs> this death sentence we disease. We chanted like, that. That's, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We did. AIDS. That's right. But I mean, it's gotten to the point that it's like it's it's beatable, sort of, almost to the point that we're too cavalier about it, maybe because I don't even know what the what the percentages are. I don't know how. how... I have a friend who's been HIV positive for now. What is this? 2014. It oh, like 25 years. Wow. Yeah, which and is sort healthy, of amazing. I mean, they expected when when he was diagnosed, they expected that he would be gone in five years. Jeez, you know, and uh, twenty five years later, he's still knocking around. Good good news for uh, him mm-hmm. and his partner. Uh, bad news for their retirement plans. Oh, <laughs> that's like a big issue now. Of just like people who didn't plan for retirement because they didn't expect to be around. Oh, I thought you just meant like they had they didn't have great insurance and they've just went. But you no, meant no, just in general, you don't plan for the future. Yeah, you I don't guess think if you think it's hard to go down and open a Roth IRA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're trying to make the most of your uh, of the little time that you have left. Wow, I never thought about that angle on it. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> Guys, one of my New Year's resolutions was to start a Roth IRA, and I did it. You it was did a lot really? of fun. Yeah, really mm-hmm. nice. That is that really post nice. tax? That's post tax dollars, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. But then so. you don't get hit again later on. Like it's you pay taxed on it. You paid tax on it now, right? But then when you take it out later, it'll be tax free. Yeah, great. Roth IRA is a nice IRA. Yeah, it's one of the better IRAs. I got one of those. Oh, you do? Which would you say is the top IRA? <sighs> Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I got a SEP. What's a SEP? Uh, it's pronounced TARP. You have a TARP on it. Brian, haven't you? How come you haven't told me what a SEP is yet? (laughs) SEP. Listen, we're all bad with money. Terrorist organization or retirement account? SEP. Simplified Employee Pension. Oh, okay. I got a SEP. I was familiar with, I had 401ks for a while when I had more traditional jobs. Uh, I had uh, employee stock you're, purchase plans. Like a Bible, Original, Bible salesman. Yeah, originally, <laughs> <laughs> you were a blacksmith. You know, I, I was a Fletcher for a little while. Yeah. I, I, I did some cobbling. I was a cooper and made some barrels. Uh, I was a chandler very briefly, not good with the candles. I didn't. So you were a cooper for a while. I was Tell a cooper. me, what was your philosophy on the bunghole? <laughs> the bunghole is totally unnecessary. Also, what they don't tell you is when you're a cooper, you're inadvertently also kind of a haberdasher because you're creating a sort of clothing sure. for those who need it. You know, with some suspenders, a barrel can be Sure. I mean, I think we were just wear. facts like that that make it so fun to hang with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone uh, loves to hang with me, is they don't know much about bungholes. Okay, let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Andy Wood is a stand-up comedian. You can see him in performances across this great nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also uh, listen to his podcast, which is called Probably Science. And you can visit his comedy festival, which is in Portland. Yep, May, um, May 8th through 11th. May 8th through 11th. Now, that's Portland, Maine, correct? Oh, <laughs> poor Portland, Maine. Like, the last 15 years have not been kind to yeah. Portland, Maine. Yeah, before that, poor, the poor, Portland, Maine was like, hey, we got Portland parody. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> now, all Portland parody is of Portland, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Portland was almost Boston. They almost named it Boston. Oh. Portland, way, Oregon? They prob- yeah, Portland, Oregon. They were between naming it after – they were going to name it after some East Coast city, and it's pretty uncreative to begin with. But uh, it was almost just going to be Boston. They were Oregon. trying to set up a sister city situation. Yeah. Does Portland, Oregon have a port? <clears throat> 
Yes, the Port of Portland is a very active. Uh, it's on the Columbia. It's where the Willamette River intersects the Columbia, the mighty you, Columbia. After dinner, do they have a nice port? They might have a nice port or a sherry. Yeah, <laughs> a dessert wine. <laughs> Some, it's, dessert actually, it's, wine. it's interesting. Like, Portland just—I was outside the building, and listeners may or may not know that you're located in the American Cement Building, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a little bit grandiose. Like it's the one. <laughs> well, other other buildings in America are built out of what wood. Sure. Steel this to a lesser is, extent. But actually, I, when I looked at that, I was like, wait a minute. I thought, okay, if you had, to, if both of you had Spackle. to guess, do you know the difference between concrete and cement? Do either of you know the difference? <sighs> one has rocks in it. it it's one has one has pimentos. <laughs> <laughs> well, this building, which is it's called the cement, um, the American Cement Building, um, but according to cement.org, I just looked this up. <laughs> Your source for all cement related, sure. the nonprofit. Related oh, they've got cement. a cool video by uh, Bros and Inc. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's just shots of cement. So, what is the difference between cement and concrete? Although the term cement and concrete often is are one used cured? interchangeably, <laughs> cement is actually an ingredient in concrete. Concrete is a mixture of aggregates and paste. The aggregates are sand and gravel or crushed stone. The paste is water and Portland cement. Portland with a lowercase p. Like that's oh. how synonymous Portland is sure. with. With your cements, that that's a type of cement. So cement is required for concrete. This would more accurately be called the American Concrete Building. Huh. There you go. So Tell your landlords to fuck off, Jesse. They (laughs) misnamed the building. You know what, Andy? That's exactly the kind of fun fact. (laughs) It's not that fun. (laughs) It makes it so fun to hang with Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, that last segment was so raven. (laughs) Was that so Raven a spinoff of Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Maybe it was. It might have been. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, it's you know was when, when song... you hang with Mr. Cooper, it's always a barrel of laughs. Would you say? Do you think? <laughs> Would you say that the song Oakland Raiders by the Loonies was a spinoff of Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Sure, same universe. Big dank, my friend. Big dank. <laughs> <laughs> the Cooperverse. Yeah. Did Hanging with Mr. Cooper it's, ever well, have Cooper Tito? <laughs> I think with that, so Raven. Really? Yeah. Let's go to the intern on this. Is this canonical? Is this part? He of happens the... to be a professional producer. Okay. No, I'm, I'm saying the, the the intern that doesn't exist oh, the about one that, we've that keeps produced. track of the canons Who of things. Listens to, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I was not insulting you, Brian. I was. Uh, it was a fictional intern. Mm-hmm. Brian's telling us right now. Hanging with. There was oh, a crossover okay. between oh, Full okay. House and Hanging with Mr. Cooper, is what Brian reports back okay. to us. Okay. Well, that's a kind of fun fact that makes it so fun. <laughs> For more fun facts, to go hang to probably with Mr. Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Fernandez is our producer. Andy Wood, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Jordan Morris, me, Jesse Thorne on Jordan Jesse Go. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of the band The Free Design and their record label. Light in the Attic Records. You can call us at 206-984-4FUN. You can email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. I urge you to visit maximumfun.org and check out all the cool new podcasts. Can I highlight one that I enjoyed very much this week? Please do. I listened to the first two episodes of The Goose Down, which is our friend Jasper Red and Kim Clark's podcast, and I laughed my tail off driving in the car. I think it is already – I mean this is the first time they've ever done this – it is already spectacularly hilarious program. I really strongly recommend it, as I do all our new programs. So you should check them out. A lot of talk about Song Exploder. Song Exploder has been very hot on the web. Very hot. A lot of good reaction 
to Song Exploder. Nice. You can review our show on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. And you can like us on Facebook. Just search for Jordan Jesse Go. We'll talk to you next time on this very program. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.